2: What is core to Mipsters is the more community focused kinds of things. So we have this show that we're doing now every single month called the Good Fun Muslim Friends Show. And it's a variety show that showcases folks in the community, but it's really an excuse for all of us just to get together on Zoom and have a conversation, hang out.
3: Hey everybody, it's another Fanboy Friday with me, Jahan Khan. This week's guest is Abbas Ratani, an acclaimed process artist, academic, and founding director of Mipsters, with over a decade of experience advocating for individuality and self-expression in minority communities. Mipsters is an arts and culture collective focused on enabling and amplifying Muslim creative expression in the arts through collaboration, incubation, and showcasing. Mipsters' work has been exhibited at the John F. Kennedy Center for Performing Arts, The Shed, Tribeca Film Festival, Carnegie Hall, Museum for the City of New York, Cooper Hewitt Smithsonian Design Museum, and Duke University. Abbas and I have actually been in touch since the 2015 release of my band, The Kaminaz's album, Stereotype. I credit him and the whole Mipster's crew with the success of our indie hit, Eve Mubarak, which gets played worldwide at least twice a year. You can read an excerpt of our interview on Refelion's FON website for Muslim American creative projects at createfond.com, that's C R E A T E F A N N dot com. More with Abbas Ratani and me after a quick
0: break. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com.
4: This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is mental health awareness month and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy by talking or texting with a supportive licensed therapist at Talkspace. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. In 2021-2022,
2: we basically got this generous grant from the Doris Duke Foundation for Islamic Art to build out our Muslim futurism concept. And there was a lot of artwork that came with it, exhibits, programming, films, music, etc. And in 2023, we ended up joining New Inc., which is, I guess, an incubator, if you will, out of the new museum in New York City. And they have this program um, that helps cultivate and incubate, you know, emerging artists. So in 2023, we spent a good portion of the first part of this year building out and setting goals for the upcoming year. And one of the things that we realized was that when we were working on the Muslim Futurism Project, we were so focused on creating artwork, getting Muslims to collaborate and create works together. But one of the things that we could have done a better job of and what is core to mipsters is the more community focused kinds of things you know mipsters came about completely accidentally because we were trying to create an alternative to the niche groups that were in new york city at the time you know there were the like corporate muslim groups the doctors group the engineering group the you know and so we were like we don't really fit in in any of these spots how can we just you know, be artists together? And I think the community is what sustained us, the community what helped, was what helped us grow. And then we became a digital community. We started doing artwork together, and we just leaned so heavily into doing the artwork and making artwork together. Now, I think 2023 and beyond, we want to get back to that community stuff. So we have this show that we're doing now every single month called The Good Fun Muslim Friends Show. And it's a variety show that showcases folks in the community, but it's really an excuse for all of us just to get together on Zoom and have a conversation, hang out, and be kind of like we were doing over the pandemic. You know, we found an excuse to just meet up over Zoom and virtually, and we were able to meet with people all over the world. You know, we have mipsters from France tuning in, from Japan, from Bolivia, from you know, the US. And all of us are in this space once a month. And I, and I think that's something that excites me. We had our first show at the end of April, which was pretty rad. And so I think going into the rest of this year, um, New Inc. really helped us prioritize the community angle of, of what Mipsters is and has been for, for quite a while.
3: Talk to me a little bit about your specific role, just in terms of like, what's your day to day like? Is this like what you do? Time. So I
2: basically assumed this role as director, essentially using the like classic nonprofit terminology or art collective terminology. uh, And I help guide the rest of the team. Uh, We have multiple folks on the team. We have a creative director, art director, operations person, admin. And I kind of let the art director do whatever the heck they want. And the art director role changes every so often. You know, we had Aisha. We have Shimo Chowdhury, we had Sar al-Fagee, Leila Sheikli, like whomever in this position. And, and I'm just there to kind of support and get them the resources. And if they have a project in mind, my role or goal is to figure out, okay, how can we get the right Muslim creatives on board with this project? How do we bring them on board? Who do we bring on board? How do we get the funding? How do we get the resources? And based on the funding that we do get, how do we make this thing a reality with the funding limitations and constraints or even resource constraints and limitations. So just to give you an idea, you know, Sarah Al-Faghi, when she was the art director, creative director of MIPSTERS, I think from 2017 to 2020, she had the idea of of making this multi-chromatic sci-fi montage, the Alhamdulillah Muslim Futurism film that ended up going to Tribeca Film Festival. And the first thought I had was like, okay, this is going to cost a lot of money. How do we do this? And so we shot a 20-second version of it with whatever we could scrap. And then we launched a Kickstarter and Kickstarter chose us as one of the projects we love category. And as a result, we ended up getting more funding for it. And then I helped then orchestrate the next phase and iteration. And then it was about 100 Muslims that were involved in making that project a reality. And so on the day-to-day, that's really what I do. We're more like administrative, operational things, and then once in a while like a Rick Rubin, I will input something completely useless uh, to the creative <laughs> process and take I some see. partial credit for it. <laughs> Shout, out Rick,
3: Rubin, Shout out Rick Rubin, you know? Shout out Rick Rubin. What's something that you are super proud of that Mipsters has done?
2: Yeah, for the most part, um, I I think the thing that I'm most proud of is our ability to just corral Muslim artists wherever they are and get them excited and amped about a particular project as odd or wild as the idea initially may be. And sometimes I will reach out to an artist who I completely admire, I'm fond of, think they're out of our league and they're like, yeah, we'll do it. You know, case in point, you know, you guys, the Caminas. you know, like we had known about the Kaminas for a long time. And when we did that show, like an NPR tiny desk thing in Yusuf's yeah, bedroom. Yusuf's apartment, be I'll old. never forget it. Exactly. <laughs> and we were just like, hey, um, you might not know us. We're nobody, but would you be interested in performing in this bedroom? And we were expecting a no. We were expecting maybe the email would get lost or I don't know what but for other Muslim creatives to be like, yeah, sure, this sounds great, you know? Another one of those moments was when uh, Fatima Farheen Mirza wrote her epic novel, A Place for Us, and I just shot her an email being like, hey, Fatima, you have no idea who I am, but would you be interested in doing this reading at our show called Colonized Dreams? And she was like, yeah, definitely. And I was like, why? Why did you say yes? And I think those those are the moments that I'm most proud of, but those are the moments that make me the most curious about this enigma of the group, you know? Because everybody is like, man, the name of the organization, you know, it's it's too kitsch, you know? But at the same time, they'll say yes, you know, to whatever the ask is. And that, I it throws me for a loop every time, but it just is such a joy because it highlights to me that there's the Muslimness, However, it is defined by that creative that unites us and links us in that creative world. And I think when people ask, like, you know, what is Mipsters? What does MIPSTER stand for? What are the principles? I think they're alluding to a larger theological question. But we're not a theological organization. You know, we are a organization that really champions the individual self-expression. We think that's from God. You know, then that's something that we all you know tend to agree on and the muslimness whether we recognize it or not and whether we name it or not in some ways we are inspired by the like islamic tradition whether growing up in a muslim majority country whether you know being surrounded by it growing up it it you know permeates our creative process whether we you know want to name it or not and i think that the artists that have been the most open to collabing i think see it and recognize it without necessarily even having to say it or, or name it. And I think that's been uh, such a beautiful process to see, see that like manifest. And I think in some ways, the dynamism of people's relationship with Islam and being Muslim, I think seeing it manifest in that dynamic form yeah. over a period of time across artists I think has also been very meaningful. And I and I know this sounds like a bunch of like abstract nonsense, but let me contextualize it. So, you know, I will meet an artist earlier in their career. They're like, yeah, you know, I'm kind of Muslim. You know, my mom is from Pakistan. My dad's from Iran or my dad's from Iran. My mom's from Spain. I don't really think about it, but I grew up Muslim. But anyway, that's not important. I play the... Kanun. you know, I played some instrument from my dad's country, but let's focus on this. And I'm like, yeah, sure, who cares? You know, let's focus on that. But then as we're jamming and as more and more hangouts happen where we're bonding as human beings, there will be different Muslim artists that peel off and say, hey, I'll be right back. I'm going to go pray Maghrib. Uh, I'll, I'll join you in a sec. You know, and they go off and they pray Maghrib or they'll be fasting during Ramadan. And then these artists who once had a whatever definition of Islam or different connection of it is just like, wait, wait a minute. Wait, you guys, I respect your cool and you respect my cool. I respect you as an artist. You respect me as an artist, but you are really Muslim and you're into this Islam thing. Maybe I didn't give it a fair shake, you know? And for them to have that dynamic process and not think of religion or or whatever religion represents like an abstract you know entity uh as a stagnant thing um as a thing that actually can hold one definition i think has also been like a remarkable just like study into what human beings are and how creativity in the arts has a has its own transformative language in a way that reminds me of how like you know, Islamic mystics or Muslim like Sufis kind of communicate without really using words. They just communicate with their presence and with their being. And, you know, they have an aura about themselves that I think artists do too, um, that really comes out in, the, in these moments.
3: What was maybe one of the first times where you or, or the group kind of got really excited about and was like, oh man, like this, this could like be something? There
2: were so many of those moments that kind of made us not appreciate it in the moment. And I think there was a just a shock and surprise that we were even in that moment. And I think there was a little bit of imposter syndrome because you tend to see certain kinds of people in those spaces and in those roles, namely like rich white people, you know. And I think when you are there, and you're looking around and and you're the center of attention, I think those are, are moments that I'm just like is is this real are, are did they did we get chosen to do this? Maybe we are legit? maybe we are the ones that are doing this thing so for example, we became musicians in residence at zoo labs in Oakland, and we were in this essentially compound for two weeks, making new sonic, you know, waves, pun intended. And we were working and and collabing with another artist in residence who happened to be Kanye West songwriter, Malik Youssef. You know, this guy has like six, seven Grammys and he's sitting next to us being like, yeah, you should restructure the song like this. And when you guys say, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, you also want to add. And I'm like, am I really, you know, talking to Malik Youssef right now and he is like, yeah, you know, I'm Muslim, my kids are Muslim, and, we're, and we're, we're just jiving as artists in this environment. And it's other musicians that we grew up with as, you know, midstress folks from New York that flew in to make music with us. And being in this space, we were just like, do we really belong here? You know, maybe we could be doing this. This, is, this doesn't seem hard. I mean, we're doing the same things that Malik is doing. And I think when we were on stage at, at Tribeca or on the red carpet in Tribeca, I'm just like, really? We kind of made this film not thinking that it was good enough for a stage like Tribeca or the Atlanta Film Festival or even Carnegie Hall, you know, and, and this ended up being shown in Carnegie Hall. And we grew up, you know, as a New Yorker, these institutions were around us, but we never thought that this could ever be something... We could do full time or ever, you know. And I think whenever we are in those moments or find ourselves in those moments, I'm just like, I think you guys sent us the acceptance email when you really meant the rejection email. And that's what I mean about that like imposter syndrome that we feel like. Do we really belong here? Um, and a third one, third moment, I will say, is that event that Fatima Fir here and Mirza did her book reading at, the colonized dreams. I remember the week before the show, the New York Times put out 10 things you need to do this weekend. And I don't know where we were on the list. Either we were number one or number four on the list. That was already a a surprise that the New York Times was like, yeah, you need to go to this. But we were above like the Meek Mill concert. And this was like after Meek Mill had gotten out of jail and everything. And I'm like, that is probably the thing that everybody would want to go to not this random Minsters show. And, you know, white people who take their cues, their cultural cues from the New York Times all showed up and it was like this jam-packed thing at the Knockdown Center in Queens. I was just like, whoa, how did the New York Times even find out about this? Like, nobody reached out to them, to my knowledge. I was like, how did you even know this was happening? You know, And, and those are the moments that I'm just like, maybe we should be the ones that are should be doing this, you know, like, I don't know, you know, it throws me for a loop every time.
3: Last question I want to ask is, who are like, two or three other whether they're creators or in your in your case, other organizations that are doing work in in the, you know, uh, American Muslim community that like inspire you? I'm also happy to hear about people that inspire you.
2: I will say one person definitely is Omid Safi, Mm. who's a professor at Duke University. Mm -hmm. He was a professor at UNC Chapel Hill when I was a student there. And I think he's always just been not only an ally, but a sounding board for a lot of ideas. And I think he's been somebody who's been very consistent with that. And I think even up until now, if there are any, you know, moves that I think Mipsters should make, and I'm like on the fence about how to go about it or are the right like Islamic justice principles being espoused here? I will reach out to Omid Safi and say, "Hey, can I pick your brain about this thing?" And I think that's been he's been a very big influence uh, in that regard. Another person has been Zara Ayubi. She's a professor at Dartmouth, and I think she studies gender ethics and Islam and she interestingly enough was my ta in college and we just had this like great mentor mentee relationship and i think thinking about what should we do anytime the word should is mentioned that's an ethics question and i think being somebody you know who is a feminist i want to make sure that these ethical principles are coming at it from the appropriate lenses and frameworks and one that's well rooted in larger justice and ethics principles and so I will you know pitch ideas or have Zara be a sounding board for a lot of things she's recommended so many interesting folks and put folks on our radar that I don't think we would have known otherwise like one of her students who's now a PhD at Yale man abdul karim she has this podcast uh, that she just started called name it pod but she was a student at the time at dartmouth under zara that she was like you need to talk to her she is the future of, of you know islamic studies and she was right you know and we've maintained a great relationship with her as a result but those are the kinds of people that i like go to and they'll put me on to things that are not necessarily in my purview and then the list wouldn't be complete without um a nod to Sarah Alfagi. She's an illustrator, uh, but much more than that, an entrepreneur, just like a creative force, you know? And she's a young buck, you know? I remember meeting her when she was like, maybe a sophomore in art school here in Massachusetts at Leslie. And she ended up being the creative director of Mipsters for three, four years. And just, that was a pivotal moment in the direction of Mipsters. And it changed kind of the course that we were going in and even the artistic focus, the uh, visual art focus, the illustration focus. And she's somebody who has just a very strong head on her shoulders. She's stubborn in all the right creative ways that you expect from a creative person. And I think she's somebody that still is making waves and determining the future of what like contemporary Muslim art looks like and is like and how to be successful in that space.
3: Fanboy Friday is a production of Refelion Media. It's hosted by me, Shah Jahan Khan, and produced and edited by Ari Mathay. Our theme music was composed by me with help from Nick Sampiello at New Alliance Mastery and features my good friend and longtime musical co-conspirator Tanya Pollitt on vocals. Please follow the Mipsters on Instagram at mipstersofficial, that's M-I-P-S-T-E-R-Z-O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L, And find more of today's guest, Abbas Ratani, and lots of other cool stuff by American Muslim creatives at createfond.com. That's C-R-E-A-T-E-F-A-N-N.com. Thanks so much. See you next week. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.